have you been diagnosed with polycystic ovary syndrome or PCOS? Hi, I'm registered dietitian nutritionist, Dr. Susan Mitchell. Let's go beyond bariatric surgery and talk about everything you need to move on. Felicity was rocked by the news that she would never conceive children normally when diagnosed with polycystic ovary syndrome or PCOS at only 24. Don't go anywhere. You have to hear her story. It's fabulous. If you've had bariatric surgery, you need a specific bariatric multivitamin, not an off-the-shelf version. There's a big difference. In Australia, choose BN Multi. Find them at beyondbariatricsurgery.com in the shop. Right from New South Wales, Australia, is Felicity Burton. Felicity struggled with her weight since her early 20s. Then she was diagnosed with PCOS and told she would never get pregnant. Felicity is here to share with you her story of discouragement, followed by hope and a happy ending. Welcome to the podcast, Felicity. Thanks, Dr. Susan. Felicity, would you go back and share your story beginning, let's say, in your early 20s? Sure, I'd, I'd love to. So when I was in my early 20s, I, I found myself getting heavier and heavier. I'd always been a little on the, I suppose, the chubby side as a child and a teenager, but my weight seemed to kind of get out of control in my early 20s. And around that time, I, I got married for the first time and, um, you know, we had hopes of, of starting a family. And then at some point, I mean, we were using contraception as as you would. And then at some point, I, I just hadn't had a period for, you know, three months or so. Well, I must be pregnant. But I wasn't. And despite doing uh, a few home pregnancy test kits, uh, they were all negative. I went to see my, my GP and she did a whole pile of blood tests and then referred me to um, a specialist gynecologist. And that's who told me that I had um, PCOS. So I was... 24. And um, yeah, I didn't really know what it meant. I'd never heard of it. You hadn't, yeah. And so how did you know something was wrong? Was it when you just stopped having the periods and you started thinking, uh-oh, something's going on here and, and I'm not pregnant? Yeah, absolutely. And I was also, um, I suppose I'd been on a, on a diet or some sort of weight, weight management um, eating plan for, for quite some years. And when the promise of the ad is, you know, you can lose a kilo a week, sure. I never, ever achieved anything like that. So even with some focus and even with, um, you know, adhering to the program and doing what I could, it, it certainly never happened. So, you know, that was also very difficult too. I can imagine. I, I bet you can remember to the day how the diagnosis of PCOS made you feel. Would you tell us? Yeah, of course. I was devastated, um, particularly the piece of news that I wouldn't conceive naturally. So I would always need some sort of IVF or, artif- or other intervention. And uh, the best that I could do for myself was to have my BMI down around the high teens, low 20s. And that's that's a big, big amount of weight loss for someone of my size. So I, I sat in the car and I cried. Oh, I, um, I can just imagine because what I'm hearing you say, Felicity, is at the same time that you got the diagnosis of PCOS, somebody also dropped the bomb that you weren't going to conceive normally or it was very unlikely. So you got a double whammy and filled up the car with tears too. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I'm sure that had to just be knock me over, right? It was. It was astounding. I, I think that every woman 
grows up thinking that at some point in her life, if she wants to start a family, she'll be able to. Sure. Um, and never in my wildest dreams did I think that my my weight w- would affect that. Um, so as you were hearing about that and hearing about, gosh, this is going to be an issue too, talk to about the path that led you to bariatric surgery. Okay, so had you even thought about it then? No, it wasn't around. I mean, I was 24, oh, 24 yeah, okay. years yeah, ago. Yeah. yeah, okay, that's right. Uh, so it was a long, long time ago. And uh, there are a lot of, I suppose as time gone on, there, there's more and more weight loss um, providers coming onto the market. But I'd been to Weight Watchers. And since then, um, I knew that I needed to get my weight under control. So I joined plenty of weight loss things. So over the years, I've done Weight Watchers, Sure Slim, Jenny Craig. Um, I've used shakes to, to lose some weight. I've used a lot of personal training. Uh, you know, I've used a low-carb diet. There's a, there's a lot of things that I've used. And everything works a little bit, but nothing works a lot. Um, and I think the, the 10 kilos between 80 and 90 kilos, I've lost maybe five times in my lifetime. Yeah, I, I hear many women say that, that I feel like I've lost those same ones over and over again, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I got to a point where um, my first marriage broke down and um, I met my current husband and we were married when I was 36. And there's also been a lot of, I suppose, news in the popular press that um, women shouldn't leave it too late to try and have their children, that your fertility does decline markedly in your late 30s. Mm-hmm. So I, I certainly took that message on board as well. And I was talking to my GP about how difficult I had found it, um, you know, it, and she, she suggested to me that I might go and talk to the bariatric surgeon. So was there any one thing that made you come to the decision to have bariatric surgery or was it the culmination of the path since your 20s up until that point? I think it was the culmination of the path and I felt that I had exhausted all other options and I knew deep in my heart that I had given everything a very disciplined shot and like I said, everything worked a little bit but nothing worked a lot. I never uh, got towards you know, a more normal BMI with, with any of the other measures. And I knew that I would struggle all my life. The other thing in the back of my mind is, is I think that there's been a lot more research about PCOS in those you know 20 years, if you like. So I knew that I was setting myself up for a middle age of diabetes and the health problems that come with that. So in my late 30s, I was very much about I want to live a long life and I I want to live a healthier life and I don't want to be behest with uh, chronic disease either. So it 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 was those decisions, and it was a I suppose a um, a lovely byproduct of the bariatric surgery that I was able to conceive. I mean, I, I really do look at my children, and and they are a miracle, yes. the pair of them. So, when was your surgery, and what type did you have? Right, the first I've had two types of surgery. The first I had was in um, April two thousand and six, and that was a lap band. So the lap band um, helped me lose around about 30 kilos and sort of towards the end of that sort of initial weight loss period, that's uh, when I conceived my son. So I was 38 years old and had a natural conception. Could have blown me away. I, I just absolutely. I, I mean, that is such wonderful news. I mean, I, I just want you to shout that from the mountaintop. So again, how long after surgery was this that you got pregnant? Um about a, a little less than a year, so 10 months. That, that's just incredible. I mean, you, Isn't it? 
Yeah, it's that is such a wonderful, wonderful story. And did, were you trying at that point? Well, it was let's stop the contraception and see what happens, but nothing may happen. So because for management of my PCOS, I'd been on a contraceptive pill for some years. Right. And I said to my husband, I'm really not sure what will happen here. I don't know whether I'll have a period. I just don't know what will happen. I couldn't believe it when my period turned <laughs> up in 32 days. It's like I must have been the only woman on the planet that was happy that their period had turned yeah, up. Yeah, really. Now, and here, you know, you had been told you couldn't get pregnant. How did that feel to have beaten that prediction? I just love this. <laughs> Abs that's, that is That was so good, so astounding. I I almost wish to go back to visit the gynecologist who I'd seen, you know, 12 years prior to say, guess what? I'm pregnant <laughs> by myself. I'm 38. Yeah. So take, take your BMI of 20 and, and don't tell anybody else, you know, don't devastate another young woman. I mean, that is such a story. I mean, to go from really the depths of discouragement with two double whammies of bad news to having surgery and then getting pregnant on your own. I, what a story of hope and empowerment. And, and, but the, but it, it continued Dr. Susan. So, so my son Patrick was around, um, 10 months old and, you know, I'm, I'm coming up to, I'm 39 and a half at this point. And then we conceived my daughter, not that, particularly trying to, but, you know, here she comes. So let me ask, going back just a little bit. So you were pregnant. How did they deal with the band during that? Uh, the, the bariatric surgeon loosened it off a little so I could um, perhaps eat a little more meat, mostly for um, reasons of iron intake. Um, but I just ate normally. I think I gained around about eight kilograms throughout that pregnancy, which the obstetrician was happy with. Okay, uh, so, so just a little bit loosened, a little, a small adjustment, I'd say. Okay, so that's about 16 to 20 pounds, I'm thinking, for, you know, putting it in pounds. Um, yep. And you, any problems that you had along the way? Anything at all? And you took Nothing. your supplements, right? Oh, of course. Yeah, very focused on um, my supplement, taking my supplements each day. So not just for uh, my own nutrition, but also for uh, my child. So iron and calcium as normal, um, and then my, my general multi. Plus, I had a real focus on getting as much, I suppose, bang for my buck from a nutritional point of view from the food that I ate. Oh, absolutely. Oh, good for you. I love that. <laughs> bang for your buck for all from food. I'm all, all about that. So yes. <laughs> was Patrick born full term? Yes, full term. Um, he was around the seven pound mark, so a completely normal, very healthy little baby. Oh, that's right. You just said that seven to eight pounds. Oh, that is so, you, yeah. you must have just been over the moon. Oh, couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe that, that I had my very own baby. Oh, and then was your family wrapped up at that point? Could have been. Um, easily could have been. But, well, we decided not to use contraception. Right. I breastfed, I, I was breastfeeding Patrick at the time and I, I fed him until he was around 14 months old. But um, at some time, at some point during that that time course, um, I felt I did feel that I might be pregnant. So I said to my husband, "I think I might be pregnant. I'll do a pregnancy test kit." And he, he said, "Don't be crazy." He goes, "You couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't be pregnant." And I went, "Oh." He goes, "But you're feeding the baby." And I went, "Yeah, I know, but I think I'll do one. I, I feel different." And it was positive. Oh so, my goodness! What did did the two of you just stand there in total <laughs> disbelief? Yes. My husband said, you better do another one. That can't possibly be right. <laughs> 
And it was. And you had precious little Lucy. Lucy, yeah. Oh, yeah. that is just. So I, I was 40 when Lucy was born. So. And they are know. what ages now? Uh, Lucy is almost nine and Patrick is ten and a half. Oh, what a great story of hope. Well, how has the band been for you over the years now? Is it still working well? I had I had my band revised to a sleeve um, and that was around about four years ago now. And the reason for that, I was happy enough um, with the band but I did develop a hiatus hernia and I suspect given the size of it and given the fact that I had quite a bit of heartburn when I was pregnant with Lucy, that that, that probably existed for quite some time. Um, so the bariatric surgeon who I still saw and I still see for follow-up um, for life like we do, recommended that it be revised. So I had the band taken out and it was revised to a sleeve. So now I have a sleeve. And I think also too when I went into um, bariatric surgery. I was a little concerned about whether things were reversible or not. Um, and in Australia, when I had my band done, there had been very few gastric sleeves done. So there was a lot of experience with the implant of the band and the management of the band. This, But this time now, I, I'm very happy with the sleeve. The eating is much, is much more comfortable. It is easier to um, keep your fluid intake up. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and it requires less – there are a lot of rules with the band about not eating and drinking at the same time and those. It, it fits my lifestyle right. much better and I'm really, really, really happy with it. Now, was your has the rapid weight loss been the same or a little bit different? Because sometimes they'll uh, notice that, that I'll hear people say that's different when the two surgeries. Yeah, it is. And the surgeon said to me as well – we know that from the medical literature that when people have a revision from a band to a sleeve, that they don't get that rapid weight loss um, again. So I haven't had a – and my weight had increased a little when I had the band taken out, um, and it has taken a little bit more work and a little bit more discipline to have, have my weight come down. So um, I, I just – I'm not disappointed. I'm just I'm um, I'm happy to to have a sleeve rather than no sleeve. Yeah, it sounds like you're doing very well. And sometimes the weight gain or the weight changes can be tied to the PCOS. Have you found that to be true? And or does your has your doctor discussed that with you before? Yeah, absolutely. The the PCOS overlies overlays everything I do. Um, I know that my weight loss is slower than women who don't have it, and I know that the um, the impact of the insulin and the, the, the metabolic things um, is, is really hard to manage. So um, I, I do still have a propensity to, to gain weight rather than lose it. And I still need to be disciplined with what I eat and I suppose limit the the white carbohydrates that are so prevalent in our worlds. Right. So I still need, you know, having the surgery hasn't taken away the focus on the best health and the best food choices for me. I'm really glad to hear that. And I was going to ask, what what have you found to be your best secrets or your best tips for managing your weight while you've dealt with PCOS? Um, just a, a single thing is, is to focus on really good quality protein and your green leafy vegetables. So you, you lower carbohydrate vegetables, I suppose. That's um, and just learning different ways to cook things and um, not going overboard. I still occasionally eat pasta um, and also switching things. So switching the whole family from white rice to brown rice, for example, that, that's all those, those little changes. Yeah. And then I have just a very small serve of that. So little changes and smart choices 
every day. And so, yeah, and what I love about what you're saying too, Felicity, is that your whole family's eating healthy. So it's not just you, but you've started the kids and everybody's moving in this direction of good health for a lifetime. I think that's very powerful. It is. And there's also a huge focus in Australia, as I assume the US, about childhood obesity and the impact that has on our long-term health as a nation. So we don't talk a lot about food that makes you fat at our household. We talk about healthier choices um, instead of this, have this, or um, that's that's a whole, that's a bit of our conversation. Um, the other thing our family tries to do is, is to be active um, every day that we can be. Okay. So my children are on school holidays at the moment and they've just taken themselves for a bike ride around the neighbourhood. Ah! So Way to it's go. You, li you, yeah. li you live the messages that you're sharing right here. Uh, and I know many people are listening saying, this is an incredible story uh, and it's so hopeful. Felicity, do you have a message to others who may be in a similar situation and don't feel so hopeful right now? My message would be to give bariatric surgery a go. If you haven't had it and you have PCOS, it'll change your life. I. I can't imagine my life now without my kids. And I also can't imagine um, not living life without, you know, bariatric surgery. And I, I know there's a great shame around um, being overweight and obese in, in our society, but this this has changed my life. I'm not, a, I'm not a small skinny girl, but I'm the healthiest version of me. Oh, I love that. This is such a very personal story that you have shared, Felicity, and I thank you so much. I, I know it will give great hope. Thank you very much for taking time to join me. You are very welcome, Dr. Susan. Well, don't you just love Felicity's story? I do. Never give up. There is always hope. And it's so important to hear about all the issues you can face and what you can do about them to stay empowered and move on with your life. Here on the Beyond Bariatric Surgery podcast, we're all about your success and helping you to move on to a better and happier life. We want to give you as many tools as we possibly can. So don't forget, check out the website, beyondbariatricsurgery.com. You can find out more about the courses that are going on right now, the supplements you may need. Um, and don't forget, we have that closed Facebook group called Bariatric Surgery Eating. You can be a part of the group, talk about the issues you're facing, ask questions, very private place, place for you to post. So go to Bariatric Surgery Eating and request to join. A lot of free resources and this podcast is one of them. Beyond Bariatric Surgery is produced and don't buy Practicalories LLC, all rights reserved. Remember, the content provided on this podcast is for information purposes only and doesn't create a patient-provider relationship. It's intended to provide reference material and is not designed to provide medical advice. Please consult your healthcare provider regarding any medical issues you have relating to symptoms, conditions, diseases, diagnosis, treatments, and side effects. Podcast guests express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions which do not necessarily reflect or agree with the hosts, Great Ideas in Nutrition, or Practicalories, LLC.